welcome. You're listening to a sermon podcast from Oak Hills Church in Folsom, California. Uh, we're privileged this morning to have uh, my very good friend, Yuli, uh, with us. We pray for him regularly. He's one of our ministry partners uh, and really one of my best friends on the whole entire planet. Yuli and his wife, Albana, uh, we're friends of Carolyn and I when we went and served in Albania back in 2001 through 2004. We, uh, we, when we first arrived there, uh, it, Carolyn and I obviously knew no Albanian, and, and we had the coldest winter in 20 years in this little town that we were at. And so there was ice on the roads for like six months. And so uh, Yuli and Albana and Carolyn and I, we spent... Hours and hours and hours in the dead of a cold, dark winter, hanging out together, getting to know each other, sharing lives and laughter and food and learning. And so we, uh, that, that, that winter just kind of bonded us for life. And so we've been friends ever since and been a part of each other's ministries over the year. And uh, you and I, you know, have a weekly Skype coffee that we have together and we have now for well since skype was invented like exactly. uh, yeah it was we were like one of the first users almost uh so that's been super fun so it's great to have them here uh and so i'm excited you know it's kind of that moment where like you want your friends to meet like your best friend so i'm feeling a little bit of that moment right now and so i just i just want you to know this guy and so uh, as we mentioned last week we're gonna spend uh, our morning together a little bit but then We'll get into some, like, nitty-gritty, like, more fun stuff over lunch. And so this is just kind of a teaser. So don't be too interesting right now because we want to, like, you know, want to give them something to look forward to for lunch. Okay. Uh, anyway, so let's start. I just introduced you. Uh, do me a favor. Introduce your family for us. Well, thank you for all these kind words. Uh, I would say that I, me and Albana were being blessed hundred more times from you and your friends here in uh, uh, Folsom. Thank you for welcoming us. Thank you for your prayers, for your care. And uh, it is great to be with you. Uh, I wish we were closer so I could get to visit you more often. But as things are, I am on the other side of the world. You are on this side of the world. So thank God even for these times that we meet each other. Uh, yes, so um, I have a family of, uh, we are a family of six. I have uh, four children, one daughter and uh, three sons. Her name, uh, my daughter's name is Lydia. She just... Matt, you can throw out the picture, the first slide. So here there we, we go, are. there they are. There we are. Uh, so uh, my wife's name is Albana and my daughter's name is Lydia. She will turn 20 soon. And I have three boys, uh, Matteo, Luca, and Timmy. Uh, Luca and Timmy, they are twins. They, are, uh, they will go third grade this year, and Matteo will go on the ninth grade. So, uh, and uh, the, the, it's interesting, Manuel started the service off this morning by reminding us of other people that are worshiping at the same time around the world. And if we calculate it correctly, exactly, right? Be, yeah. Like your church in Vlora 
is uh, literally meeting right as we meet right now, and Albana's kind of running the, the show there yes, for correct. you today. So tell us a little bit about the church in Vlora that, that you kind of been leading over the years. And uh, Well, uh, my involvement with this particular church in Vlora uh, started when we returned from Kosovo uh, with my family. It was uh, intended to uh, reach the local community in this town um, and uh, I was invited by the British team then who already started to work on that particular neighborhood because some of them left uh, and some of them changed the focus of their, of their ministry and uh, for the past um, 15 years or so uh, we have been working with uh, locals, uh, different uh, communities in the town. Both uh, we have been working with uh, people who are poor and living in uh, areas who are a bit off the city, but also with the families and uh, uh, senior citizens. Yeah. And the challenge working in this particular area is uh, that um, a lot of people, because of the work situation or because of so many things that happen in their lives, they tend to leave. So we are, in a sense, uh, a maternity church. So people come, they get saved, they stay for a while, and they leave. Yeah. And then we start all and over again. When you say again. they leave, where do they go? Well, either they would move to the capital or most of the time they leave the country to the surrounding uh, uh, countries uh, like yeah. Italy, Greece, France, Germany, Britain, and so on. Yeah, so mostly looking for work and looking for yes. those kind of things. And so your church is actually kind of unique in, in uh, you know, especially in Muslim areas, which that's what Albania is. It's, yes. a, it's a mainly Correct. Muslim country. Uh, a lot of... The churches are made up of young people, and yet your church in Laura is actually kind of unique in that you, have a, you actually have an older congregation. Yes. So our church is special in that uh, because uh, apparently they feel welcomed and well cared for. So like I would say more than 40% of the people that come into our church, they belong to that age group. And uh, it has been a big blessing for me and my wife to be around them and serve them. Yeah. And these are, and, and, and you're, this is your local hometown where you're kind of doing this ministry. And so obviously the COVID thing was a worldwide phenomena. Uh, and so how did, how did you, how did your church experience? How did, how did, um, you know, how did that all go for you guys? And, and, you know, with social distancing and, and, and all that stuff, how did, how did you guys weather that storm? Well, I think we had a mixed experience. So we experienced like uh, loss and grief. We experienced, we saw people that were sick and they recovered. Um, we saw people that lost their jobs and they could not anymore provide for their families. And we had to come in and help them out during their time. Um, and of course, we were not allowed for a um, certain time to get together because of the uh, virus and uh, gradually now we are getting used to you know come in person mm -hmm. in different 
weekly meetings or outreaches or during the Sunday uh, service. Yeah. Uh, so, in a sense, we are rediscovering church yeah. in person. <laughs> yeah, and one of the things that you were working with, you said uh, you had people that lost jobs and, and were in need. And obviously, that's not something that just happened to the people in your church. It happened in the community. So, one of the programs that you were working with a lot was food distribution. What was kind of how did how were you guys working with that and what were some of the communities that you were touching with this uh, food distribution that you were doing yeah uh, we have been partnering with different uh, uh, relief agencies some of them are Christian some of them are not um, and uh, food bank is one of them so we have a food bank in Albania um, so what we do is uh, we tend to focus especially uh, for those families who are their parents uh, underemployed or with no job, or uh, for example, we ministered to the families of those people who were in prison, uh, uh, and uh, some other time we go to uh, and help out Roma communities uh, around our region. Explain, because, explain Roma communities. So we have a, a considerable number of Roma people living on the outskirts. Of so it's a different people group than the, the Albanian. Yes, nation. they are a different uh, ethnic group, but still they speak Albanian. They've been around for so long now, but they are disadvantaged because of uh, so many things which uh, have not been in place to help them be part of the community as a whole so that's where we as uh, Christians and as churches in the region come along and you know try to help them out in any way possible mm -hmm. and and you're working on a couple of church plants in that community as well yes so the idea is not just to hand out food it's to help them uh, develop skills uh, whether uh, like uh, job skills or um, other type of uh, living skills so they could build a healthy and a better community where they are. Also, we facilitate uh, uh, the connection between them and the local authorities. Mm -hmm. For example, when they have electricity or water problem or sewage uh, problems. So we kind of go in between and together with them, we go to the local authorities and raise these issues before them. Because as a marginalized group, sometimes yes, they might their not voice get, is not heard. Yeah, okay. So you're you're kind of an advocate as exactly. well. Exactly. That's of the word I was uh, looking for. Advocate. And, yes. Uh, and so the uh, the uh, so Latif is is one of the guys that you're working with. Yes. And he's in 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 a, one particular village. And I remember there was another Afrodita is the lady okay, who's in on the other village. Okay. And so those are so. Uh, so, in addition to the to the local church in Vlora, and then your work with Roma communities, you also do uh, some work in, in leadership development with pastors of other churches. So, uh, talk to us a little bit about what are your kind of your, your regional roles with maybe you know the different churches in, in the south and and the different organizations that you're connected with. Uh, yes, uh, this came very naturally. I was uh, invited for the period of time by, uh, by a biblical institute in country to take over and teach certain courses. And uh, I worked uh, with them first 
as a stint. So for, for a stint. Yes. Uh, so non-officially. Yes. For a three, four years, and it was good experience, and then they invited me to work for them uh, officially for about one, two years. So out of those relationships that grew uh, with the churches and particular uh, Christian groups, still I get invitations to teach on certain uh, topics and especially help them develop uh, leaders in the church. Uh, also, I'm involved uh, with, uh, I think you have heard Barnabas Fund, who is a Christian organization specialized for the persecuted church. So we have created together with them an ad hoc group for the Balkans, where we monitor Christians, uh, Christian persecution, and we write reports and, you know, uh, try to, sense, to uh, tell people around the world mm -hmm. about the state of the church at this particular area. So pause right there. While we're on the topic, tell us a little bit about what is the general state of Albania with persecution, knowing that the, the is, Islamic group in Albania is, is the dominant group. What did, talk to us a little bit about. Uh, it has been a mixed situation. So on the whole, I would say it's stable. But now and then you get uh, cases that uh, pastors are, are being stopped from, you know, uh, uh, going and doing a certain project in their communities or uh, sometimes you will you, you will find on the websites online you know speech uh, hate or hate, yeah, hate speech yeah, hate, hate speech against christians from certain uh, radical groups in the country which try to stir the waters um, 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 and uh, some other time you have to be uh, present uh, while they are lobbying for certain uh, freedoms within, uh, with the government and uh, make the government aware that they are not the only religious voice in the country. Yeah. And if they are going to uh, fulfill this or that petition, that might mean that the rest of the religious groups will be in certain disadvantage. Yeah. So there is always that... Uh, 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 need to stay alert and, you know, calculate uh, their moves. Mm -hmm. um, a thing that has been going on recently is we are experiencing um, more, um, a more radical form of Islam in Albania for several reasons. Uh, some of them have to do with uh, geopolitics because uh, Turkey is our neighbor and we have a history of... Uh, uh, a long history with Turkey, but also because, you know, uh, so often the country is plagued by corruption uh -huh. and uh, so many other social ills that they come in and they, you know, uh, try to take over in uh, uh, illegitimate ways uh -huh. certain functions of the government and that way they uh, gain more power yeah. and influence over the people. Yeah. So it's a constant fight and we need prayers about just, uh, yeah, just yeah, It's something that you always have to monitor and you exactly, have to be yes. involved with. And it, it also, you were saying, it, it seems that it's not, it's not necessarily organized from a national perspective, but regionally there are different pockets where Islam is stronger and so it's much harder to work in those Correct. areas. Correct. Um, and that's usually kind of in the more rural yes. villages. Uh, yeah, I mean, a very simple example, uh, uh, 
uh, would be this, and it's not that I want to spend much time, we can talk later. No, exactly. Yeah, that. Just but a simple ex example is this. Uh, up to this point, uh, cemeteries in Albania, they were f open to everyone. Now that uh, uh, religion is being practiced or allowed, um, now you are experiencing tensions because uh, these guys are saying, well, if in a place you have 80% uh, uh, practicing Muslims, then by default that cemetery is Muslim, then you have to be buried according to Muslim rights. Mm -hmm. And we say, okay, so this guy is by tradition, comes from a Muslim family, but he accepted Christ. He came to the church, so he's not identified uh, with your community. And they would say, either you would do, how would you allow us to perform those rites and to bury him, or you, want, you can't bury him at all. Wow. So it's, you know, these yeah. are technical issues that... But they're obviously, life. they're a meaningful thing, because yes. funerals are a big deal. Yes, they are. Um, so one of my favorite new little projects that you're, that you're in is that it, you know, sometimes these, these rural areas are harder to reach because they're hard to get to. The community is a little bit more closed. You can't just come in with a big program or anything. The mistrust of outsiders is high. And so over the last year or a year and a half or so, you've started kind of substitute teaching at this, teach, at this place. Uh, tell us about this village. And uh, Matt, if you can find, the, there's a couple of uh, pictures there with a wood-burning stove in the back. Uh, now, it's probably further down. I just clicked through them. I'll tell you when to stop. Uh, is it maybe? Is it, is it higher? That yeah, one. Yeah, one. stop right there. So, uh, my desire is always to reach out to these uh, areas and communities that are uh, on the outskirts of uh, our towns or regions that are somehow closed, more closed than the rest of the country. Uh, and um, I've, uh, it, by chance, it happened that I got word that there is, there is this uh, teaching position uh, as an English teacher in this particular village. Uh, and uh, since I am a, a nationally recognized uh, teacher in the country, I'm in the system. So they contacted me and they said, look, uh, there is this option. Would you consider? Because if you don't come, and there are two other, they needed two more other teachers uh, to accept the offer for different subjects, then we'll close the, close the school. Mm. So uh, this is an area in the south uh, west of the country. It's very mountainous. Um, the only thing that been going them there was uh, uh, planting hashish. Uh, marijuana. Marijuana. Uh, so, um, and uh, <clears throat> I, I, I which is illegal in Albania. Yes, so it's far. illegal in Albania. So, got that. California movement heart. hasn't gotten there. And uh, <laughs> and uh, so I started to go there, travel. Uh, but the state of the school is just like I don't know Albania hundred years ago. Mm. Uh, so there was no central heating. There was no electricity. Uh, both students and teachers, we cut the wood uh, to, to you know, keep the classrooms warm. Warm, and we put plastic on the on the windows. On the windows, so yeah. the cold won't come in. Yeah. But it was a it was a good experience. 
of course, <clears throat> I went there as a teacher. I didn't take advantage of my position. Uh, but now and then they would ask questions about mm -hmm. different things. And I was trying to uh, give them a Christian perspective. Good. Uh, okay. Uh, there's obviously a lot more to talk about. Um, the, the, but we probably should, should shift focus a little. But I do want to just real quick. Can you put up the, 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 just the quick prayer things? Uh, that are coming up. Uh, one of the things that you are thinking about over the next five years um, is this idea of, of reaching out to the diaspora, the scattered um, uh, Albanians. There's more Albanians outside of Albania than there are in the country at this point. Am I correct? correct? Very correct. And so that's one of the things that we can be praying for in that. Obviously, you've got some education that you're working on. Um, but, you know, one of the things, obviously, inflation has hit us all pretty, pretty hard. And in, in your ministry that's kind of regional, yes. you do a lot of driving. So what's your, what's your weekly mileage rating? I almost uh, do 1,000 a, a kilometers per week. Okay. So it's about 4,000 kilometers a month. Yeah. So, so I don't a, know what that's, that's mileage. Let's, let's say 650 miles or so a week. And gas is, is, is doubled in the last... Yes, because uh, of the prices and the yeah. war. So, uh, so, you know, there is, a, there is a need for some more monthly support. Obviously, that if, if anybody is interested in being on your team... Uh, can you flip to the next slide? Do we have it there? Um, so there's a... Yeah, so we're looking maybe for about $500 a month yes. just to kind of cover some of those yeah. costs and, and the rise of that. Um, if... Uh, just to wrap it, we'll follow it up more in, uh, with more fun stuff at lunch. Uh, but if anybody wants to be a part of your uh, uh, mailing list or stuff, he sends out regular announcements on how stuff is going. If you would do me this favor, if you would pull out the connection card there, you put your name and your email on the connection card that's in the seat pocket in front of you, and uh, just sign up. You'll get uh, monthly reports, and you can drop those connection cards off with Ashley. Uh, or, better yet, <laughs> you can bring them to lunch, and, uh, and, and we, can, um, we can talk about that. Uh, and then, obviously, there's a tons more stuff that we could talk about, the opportunities outside of, of Albania that we're looking yeah. at, and uh, obviously opportunities inside of Albania questions about stuff, anything that you want to, please join us for, where's our lunch slide? That's, the lunch slide will make, be really invitational. The lunch slide is right there. Uh, that's his beautiful family, and they aren't here this time. Next time, they'll be here. Yeah, I hope we'll, so. Uh, we'll just say, write your congressman for easing up on, on visa restrictions, and then, uh, then we'll be able to get uh, a family here to visit. Okay, so... We're going to put a pause on that aspect. We'll talk more ministry stuff later. But I did. We uh, we are in our summer summer psalms series, and and I did want to come in. And since we have Uli here with us, I did just want to take an opportunity to dive in to the Word of God. One, again, one of the ways that Uli has blessed me over the years is we just get a chance to talk. What does it mean to follow Jesus together? And so. Uh, I've obviously I've benefited from his wisdom and his insight into uh, the scriptures and following Christ and whatnot. And so I uh, said, hey, this is a great chance. Let's just uh, instead of me standing up and talking and 
and maybe we'll have a chance to share with, uh, with you guys together. And so what we're, our plan for today is we're going to dive into Psalm 10 together and we'll just kind of chat about it and that'll be our message. That'll be, uh, it'll be fun for us. I think it'll be fun for you. Oh, yes. So hopefully it'll be, uh, it'll be beneficial for you guys as well. And so our Psalm today is Psalm 10. So if you would stand, you can turn there in your Bibles, you can follow along the screens. You want to either turn in your Bibles or follow along on your screens because Yuli's going to read it for us in Albanian, and that might be difficult for those of you who do not speak Albanian <laughs> to necessarily uh, follow along. So, Yuli, would you, uh, would you read for us? The whole song. So, the whole song. Okay. Ozot, pse që ndron ka shlerg, pse fshiesh në kofat kesish? I pabesi me kryelartësin e ti mdjek me dhunë të mjerin. Ata do të kapen nga vetë kurthet që ata kanë kurdisur. Sepse i pabesin buret me dëshirat e shpirtit të ti, bekon gravitqarin dhe përbuz zotin. I pabesi me arogancën e fiturës të ti, nuk e kërkon zotin. Tër me ndimet e ti janë, përëndia nuk egziston. Rrugët e ti lullëzojnë në gjithë toko. Gjukimet e tua për të janë shumë të larta, lar kuptimi të tyre nga ana e ti. A i përqesh gjithë armiqët e ti, a i thot në zemër të ti, mua askush nuk më tonë dotë kur, nuk dotë më ndotë kur dhe një e keqe. Goja ti është plot malkime, hile dhe mashtrime, në njuhon e ti ka ligësi dhe pa udhësi. A eri në prit në fshatra, vretë pafajshmi në vëndet e fsheta, syte ti përgjojnë fatkeqin. A eri në prit në vëndet e fsheta, si luani në strofën e ti. Ri në prit për të kapur të mjerin, a i e rëmben të mjerin duke të requr në rjetën e ti. A i ri strukur dhe imbledhur dhe fatzin poshten para forcës e ti. A i thot në zemër të ti, perandia haronë. Shefi tyrën e ti, nuk do të shokur. Qohu, o zot, o përëndi, ngret dorën të hënde, mos i arot të mjerët. Pse i pabesi për qmon përëndin? A i thot në zemër të ti, ti nuk do t'i kërkosh logari, por ti e ke par, sepse ti vëren me kujdes ligësin dhe pikëllimin për të alarë më pas me dorën të ndë. Fatkeqi i ka shpresat të ti, ti a i që ndihmon jetimin, thyeja kraun të pabesit dhe të ligut, në raset ti do të kërkosh ligësin e ti, nuk do të agjesh më. Zoti është mbret për jetë, kombet janë shdukur nga toka e ti. O, Zot, ti dëgjon dëshiren e njerëzve të përullur, ti e forcon zemrën e tyre, Veshët e tu janë të vëmenshëm, për t'i dhënë të drejt jetimit dhe të pikëlluarit, me qëllim që njeriu i kryuar nga dheu të moskal më të merë. This is the word of the Lord. Would you pray with me? So, Father, Holy Spirit, we ask that you would come and that you would be in our conversation, that you would give us your heart for justice, and for the fatherless and the widow. Uh, praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. 
So we've been in the series, uh, Yuli, uh, just, you, may, you haven't been around so you don't know this, but uh, we've been in the series, we've been talking about various psalms, and we've talked about, uh, you know, there have been songs of worship, there have been songs of gratitude, of thankfulness, there have been psalms of, uh, uh, of, of prayers, of joy, and uh, of trust and hope in God, and um, there, is, there is the possibility along the way that... Um, some some of us might have had the impression that, you know, the Psalms are just kind of written by people in happy situations and happy moods and that they don't actually deal with the realities of life or that you really, to be in the Psalms, you have to be uh, just kind of on the high road of life. Uh, but obviously this Psalm is a little bit different than that. This Psalm uh, deals with what does it feel like when you are the person that are, that's being oppressed. This psalm deals with justice. And it deals with the fact that justice is not something that exists in our world. That there is such a thing as the, the powerless being held in their powerlessness and being oppressed by people with power. And so this psalm is obviously written from that perspective, and it starts off with this, this, uh, this, uh, this, this really strong statement of why, O oh Lord, do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? And so, just just we'll start right there and say, Are you familiar? Have you have you ever prayed a prayer like that? Or is that or you know what's What's your experience with that with that prayer? Uh, I have, and uh, you know, this psalm uh, talks so much to my heart because living in Albania and Albania being in Balkans, uh, that part of the world, you know, uh, my generation especially experienced uh, a lot of trauma in uh, all sort of ways because now. There is talk around about the Cold War, but I was the generation when the Cold War was about to end and the communism fell and there was a lot of power vacuum and there was a lot of uh, violent people, uh, gangsters grabbing uh, state properties, uh, state money, uh, you know, the country went to uh, chaos and uh, one time we had this pyramid schemes when people invested their money, promised, uh, being promised that they will get back this much, but their money was stolen, and then uh, the country went in total chaos. And These pyramid schemes were state-sponsored. Exactly. And in the end, none of the politicians that, uh, you know, um, uh, caused it, still they are running, still they are pretending they were, you know, innocent. Somebody else did it. And, uh, you know, you know, being in Albania, uh, you have this feeling of being powerless, especially if you are a common fellow. Mm -hmm. uh, so, um, and it's a prayer that, you know, it really uh, um, is close to our heart when we are faced with this sort of situation. And so, and, and so you, in, 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 in some degree, you, you experience injustice from the government. Uh, but because of uh, just kind of the, the situation of the town, you'll, you can experience even oppression from, 
from family members, uh, especially if you're if you're outside of the Muslim faith, you can you can express uh, the, the the other thing we were talking about the other day is is just the employer employee relationship. Talk to us a little bit about what it feels like to be an employee in Albania. Uh, and this is actually one of the biggest challenge for the local church in Albania, not just in Vlora, but all over the country, because there is no such a thing as a five days a week uh, a job. If once you get a job, you have to work seven days a week, uh, usually 10 hours, and that's uh, all year long. Uh, and so often you are in the mercy of the employer. Uh, a lot of these guys, they don't respect uh, actually, they don't use working contracts. So a lot of times they just give cash. Uh, and uh, when, and if you are uh, a family man, you want to take care of your family, but you want to come to the church, be part of the weekly uh, life of the church, that's a big tension there because uh, sometimes these guys don't give you, not sometimes, most of the time these guys don't give you permission Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, me as a minister and the rest of uh, Albanian ministers, you know, we are always in the habit of going and meeting these guys right at the place where they mm-hmm. work and try to disciple them or uh, look after them in some ways. Yeah, because you have, you have the, these people with, yeah, and, and uh, unemployment is high in yes. Albania. So it's one of those things that if you get one of these jobs, you're going to keep one of these jobs, even if it is. 10 hours a day, seven days exactly. a week. Exactly. Um, so the, the, the psalm here, you know, talks about this, this very arrogant individual uh, that, is, that is just oppressing. And it's, and it's interesting because the psalm, the way the approach he takes it is the, the arrogant or the evil man does this. And in his thoughts, it says in verse 4, there's no room for God. Uh, verse 6, he says to himself, nothing will shake me. No one will ever do me harm. And, and it's this idea that when you're in one of these powerless positions, it really does feel like, you know, the, the wicked and the unjust, they actually are winning. Like they do have the power. They do have the money. They have the means. No one is getting in their way. They can do whatever they want to. Um, and so, whoa, oh, that's interesting when I do that. I won't, I won't mess with my uh, mouth when I do that. Uh, so the, what does it feel like then to, to, from, you know, when you're in this, in this position to then turn as this, as this guy prays, um, and says, arise, Lord, lift up your hand. Don't forget the helpless. Why, um, you know, how does it, how does it feel like to be in this, one of these positions of oppress, uh, oppression and yet believe in a God that has the power to do something. What does that do to your faith? Uh, the most usual thing um, I do when I'm uh, in such uh, situations, and there have been many times throughout the years that I've been into that position, is that I first remember there is a God who loves me. And there is a God who cares for me. Now, I might not understand or I might not like everything that is happening in my life or in my surroundings. But uh, I, will, I will always, uh, you know, 
think about how much God loves me, loves us. Now, and I am not, this is not to say that there are moments when I don't experience that. This is not to say that I always start the day with great feelings and hallelujah. Uh, uh, there are days and there are moments where God feels, you know, uh, distant. And, you know, you, there are moments that you wake up in the morning and say to yourself, what am I doing here? You know, I've got education, I've got friends, you know, I've got skills, I can do much better in a different place than when yeah. I am here. But, um, you know, uh, still, when I uh, focus and I recall uh, the Word of God, you know, that's where my strength comes from. Uh, and I consider it a huge blessing and privilege uh, from the Lord to be in His service, to mm -hmm. do what I am doing. Uh, so, this is on a personal level. Now, when it comes to encouraging my fellow believers or non-believers, I do this. You know, I don't try, I never, I never try to rationalize their suffering. I never try to explain away their situation. Because I'm not God, you know. I don't know what's going, I mean, I don't know for what reason God has placed them into that situation. Situation. I don't know for what reason God is allowing things in Albania to be as they are. Uh, but for sure, in spite of all this darkness and evil that surrounds us, He is in control. Mm. And uh, of course, it takes faith yeah. to uh, get hold of that. And so, most of the time, I'm there just to, uh, to listen to their, uh, to their grief, yeah. to their complaints. To their uh, feelings. And I found out that this helps more than whatever verbal encouragement yeah. I could give them. The, the, it's, it's, this, it's this idea that the song, and obviously the psalmist here is being really awesome. You know, if we were going to write, when we write worship songs about the psalms, usually we skip like the first 17 verses and we'll write the psalm about the last six, you know, last three verses that are, those are nice churchy words. But really the psalmist is living in this reality, right? He's living in a reality of being oppressed, of being under the power and of being powerless to do that. That's, uh, and yet having faith in a God that has power to do something. And there's this, and it's not a, it's not an easy solution. It's not something that's clean and easy to do. But this, part of what it means to have faith is you have to live in this tension of being oppressed and, and being, being, there being a God that can, can save you. And so there's the, you know, the power of this verse here in uh, uh, 14 at the end, it says, The victims commit themselves to you. You are the helper of the fatherless. And, and so it's this idea of... of living in this world where the you know we just commit ourselves to heaven and that's what you're saying is this is this is what faith looks like uh, uh in life but as we were talking the other day together about this song uh songs like this to me you know they are uh, they help us to do something that we at least in albania i don't know what is it like here but so often we as uh, 
believers, we are afraid to acknowledge or recognize our true feelings about things in life. I mean, it's all right if you, you know, you are, you feel, you know, this anger or, you know, you have these doubts or questions about what God is doing. I mean, that's not sin. That's not something that, you know, God will look down on you. Actually, in, in Psalms like this, I think is an example how we can go to God with these feelings, mm-hmm. uh, with this uh, anger, with this um, powerlessness, and say, Lord, where are you? I need you. Yeah. Please uh, show up. Please, you know, help me in this situation. Uh, and um, these psalms are uh, a good way how we can uh, vent our anger in a healthy way. Yeah. Uh, and not just, you know, pretend that we feel okay, mm-hmm. but in reality, you know, we are just uh, paying only lip service to the truth, to the rest of the truths that are in the Bible. Because yes. this psalm is just as true like John 3.16. Yeah. Or... Uh, the blessings of, uh, of Deuteronomy yeah. that we usually proclaim. Yeah. So, uh, for me, looking, reading this psalm and other psalms in the book of Psalms in this way, you know, it has helped me to grow more. Yeah, because it, it gives you that permission to be real. Like yes. your faith, your faith isn't something that's disconnected from your day-to-day experience. Um, you're experiencing these, this oppression, whatever it may be. And, and yet, in that context, you're, there is still God. Yes. That, um, yes. Uh, we're, we're running out of time, so I want to jump to the... Uh, let's jump to, to lessons, lessons from this psalm for us. Uh, when we read these kinds of psalms, which again... Uh, sometimes aren't the ones that we uh, that we focus on uh, when we engage with what, what what are some lessons that are that this psalms you know that you can kind of just come away with right away? I remember once uh, uh, talking in uh, one of the churches about this psalm, and I told them that look, uh, it's easy to read the Word of God in the perspective uh, they and us, you know. But uh, one thing that we have to bear in mind is that don't make other people pray this prayer uh, about you. (laughs) You know, uh, unfortunately, you know, misunderstandings happen, conflicts are in the church, Mm -hmm. or even within our families. But so often, you know, we pretend and we think we are on the right position yeah. is the way we do things is the right way yeah. and we forgot about how the other person feels yeah. and so often the other person might feel like this oh yeah. god make justice right yes. now well and it's true it's an acknowledgement i mean it it's an acknowledgement that we all have power i mean it doesn't matter who you are exactly we all have some level of power we all have a kingdom right and we have people that cross paths with our power so that puts us in the potential position of the oppressor. Exactly. Uh, whatever it may be, in our family, in our jobs, in our exactly. school, in, in society, or in our neighborhood, even. You know, it, and then, yeah. So just to read the psalm and, and to think, don't, don't, uh, 
don't make other people pray this prayer about you. It's a great, it's a great reminder. The other, the other thing that comes to me in this psalm, I remember reading this one quote from Bonhoeffer when he was talking about how to pray through the psalms. Uh, he acknowledged the reality. Sometimes as you're praying through the psalms as a rhythm in your life, you'll come to a psalm that you pray, you, you see it, and you're like, well, that's not where I'm at today. I mean, let's be honest. I, you know, I live in Folsom. I live in, well, relative freedom from oppression. That is not one of the day-to-day realities that I live in. And so um, one of the things Bonhoeffer says when, when you encounter some psalm that maybe doesn't resonate to right where you're at, he says, that's because that prayer isn't for you that day. Exactly. And, and, and the, you, know, you said you're doing work with the Barnabas Fund about the persecuted church. And so coming through, you know, when, we re, when we pray through these psalms and we encounter some of these psalms that, again, may be outside of our experience, it's an invitation from God to say, yeah, it's out of your experience. That's because this prayer isn't for you. And so we get to pray these psalms for other people. And obviously, you know, I've prayed this psalm and the many others in the psalms that are like this. You know, for you over the years, just knowing your situation that you're in. And, and obviously, again, there's, we have brothers and sisters today who, while we sit in worship and freedom, they are worshiping in, in, in secret or in prison because they are being persecuted and, and they're victims of injustice, you know, and, 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 you know, again, all around the world. And so we can pray this prayer, even if that's not where I'm at today. Exactly. I can pray that prayer for somebody else. Yes. And uh, I want to take the opportunity here to thank you personally, to thank your family, to thank this church, to thank everyone else who has been behind us uh, during the years because uh, your care and your love for us, it's a source of strength where we are uh, in Albania and with what we do. And so I'm not just trying to be polite, I mean it. Without you guys being behind us, we'll never succeed. We'll never would have made it. And especially during the COVID time, thank you so much for praying for my family and for me, which wasn't easy. And knowing that I have brothers and sisters who care about me and love me, it's, you know, it has made uh, our uh, life better. It has brightened our day. So... Uh, um, so, yeah, I am very thankful. Well, it's, uh, obviously it's a privilege to be a part of your ministry and to be, obviously it's a privilege to be your friend and to get to, uh, no, to it's journey. a greater privilege for me to be here. 